Hello and welcome to Reality Blows. I'm Ashley Burke Roberts. My name's Nick Maritato. And this is a podcast all about reality television. That it is, Ash. And on this podcast in particular, we will be recapping The Challenge Season 32, Final Reckoning, Episode 13, The People versus Johnny Bananas. Ash, is that a reference to the movie The People versus Larry Flint? It must be. What uh, what television show could it be referencing? So far, they've only been doing television show titles. It seems that they just couldn't find one that fit I, I for know. Johnny Bananas. Oh, wait, no. The People versus O.J. Simpson was a television event. Oh. Yes. Are they saying Johnny Bananas is O.J.? Okay, <laughs> I'm going to say this right now, and I, t- I know that I don't want to talk t- too much before the recap. I'd like to get right into the recap today i'm going to see donna in new jersey by the way my mom our our podcasters know her she's been on the podcast more than probably anybody else uh, in the world right she might and lily might have a couple more appearances lily's in the immediate family though she's yeah. here right now always donna has been a guest twice twice yeah have we ever had two guests i don't I think don't so well who cares this is what i wanted to say and then i don't want to talk about it i just want to jump right into it i feel bad for johnny bananas what? I'm starting to feel bad for Johnny Bananas. Last night's episode made me feel bad for Johnny Bananas. When everybody's screaming in his face, telling him, no one likes you, your partner's the only reason that people are saving you, literally no one, you're, no one's your friend, I'm starting to feel bad for this man. Interesting. You know, I was texting all late last night with Damian Bellino, past guest, um, comedian, and just wonderful person. And this is his first time watching an actual challenge uh, challenge series. He's watched Champs vs. Pros. This is his first season of the challenge. And he was kind of like, I'm sick of the cool kids dominating, you know, this sort of frat house sorority girl mentality. And he's like talking about the Young Bucks and the Lavender Ladies. And I'm like, dude, they were underdogs. You know, like this is not... You thinking that Johnny Bananas and Kara are the underdogs is is just not right in the grand scheme of the timeline. But that just goes to show you what popping in on one season looks like. You know, like he's like feeling bad for Davon. I'm like, Davon is Ashley Brooke Mitchell two years ago. You know, like there's a there's a character arc, there's a story arc, and, and all of this happens and and it's just it's just fascinating to me. It's yeah. fascinating. Well, last night's episode was nothing short of fascinating. I think we should get right into it. I will like to say that I dreamt all night about Nelson. I don't know why. All right, maybe we should hold <laughs> off on getting into it. What kind of dreams were you having about old Nelly? We were just all hanging out, and there's a group of friends, and like he was like dating this other friend of mine, and they really liked each other, and like we were at Walmart at one point, and I don't know, he was just like a part of my my social world, you and think I Nelly's really liked going to Walmart. Him. Yeah, I don't think so. Well, in my dream, he was. Okay. He was all up in Walmart. Now, bringing up Nelson, because this episode started with a previously on, hosted by Shane and Nelson, that made Nick laugh out loud. Because yeah. Nelson- you laughed out loud, too. <laughs> Nelson said, how dare you miss last week's episode? And they did like this, like, um, you know, like a old school doo-wop turn, like a, like a turn together. Maybe it was more of like a... Um, uh, you know, a boy band turn or something, but uh, it was fun. And you could tell they were so excited because I, this was the first time that I had noticed there being a, 
link. I'm so not perceptive, especially at the beginning of these shows. There being a link between what happened last week and the person who's saying, did you miss last week? I've never oh noticed. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah, because I was like, oh, of course, like they would be upset that you missed last week because that was like their shining moment. Remember when Devin smashed the banana? I do remember After he that. beat Johnny? But that was a long time ago. Like that was not this season. Previously on and he smashed. But they've been doing that for a few seasons. I guess. I don't know. I just am not. I'm not. I'm not looking for that stuff, but uh, kudos to them. I'm um, by the way, still last last episode, their their uh, their moves, and I, I still think about every single morning since then. Uh, <laughs> Brad, your time is up here, uh, or whatever he said. Your That's, time is yeah. up here, Brad, or whatever. It was. Brad, your time is up here. It, it's still thinking about that. Completely made me f- uh, feel like uh, Nelson was uh, the greatest man ever to walk the earth. I'm so happy Nelson's back in action because we've had uh, we we didn't get to enjoy Nelson much at the beginning of the no. season. I kind of thought maybe Nelson's time was done, yeah. honestly, on the nope. series, but he's bringing it these last few episodes. He's being real great. So on the previously on were reminded that uh, Kyle and Brad went to the Redemption House after losing to Shane and Nelson in Armageddon and that Zach and Amanda win the Daily and are in in the power position. Uh, We are also reminded of their, you know, tenuous relationship as um, a team. This is a uh, two people who are put together who don't like each other and who are aligned with different factions in the house. Now, coming into this episode, Amanda is aligned with the Lavender Ladies and they have the numbers compared to the rest of the house. The Lavender Ladies are dominating. They are in charge. They have the, they just simply have the voting numbers behind them. Um, Johnny Bananas is an alliance with Car Maria and, uh, excuse me, Car Marie and uh, Marie. What the fuck? Car Maria and Marie and Zach. So there, it's a much smaller alliance on that side, especially since Kyle and Brad uh, went to the Redemption House. So this episode starts in the main house. Everyone is backed from the challenge, which is called Caged In. Um, Amanda wants to get Tony and Johnny out of the game. And then Nelson is talking to Zach and he says, like, who are you guys going to vote for? He says, I'm coming for Tony and Bananas. This has been a Nelson, Corey and Devin thing since day one. Yeah. Um, They've come in the house. They said, I'm coming for Johnny. I'm coming for Johnny. And I think that that is um, we're seeing that pay off over time. I am actually starting to think that Tony was paired up with Johnny because producers wanted to give Johnny a chance to stay on this show as long as he possibly could to continue, you know, storylines and to have him around to edit. I mean, he hasn't been that important to the season. He's been like the B plot to every single episode. You know, there's an A plot going on, which doesn't involve him, which is usually high drama somewhere. And the rest and the B plot is always well, also, like, I'm coming to get you, Johnny Bananas, and you're not going to you're not going to hang out here for long. I'm starting to think they, they paired him with Tony because they were like, who can we pair this guy with who he actually has a vendetta with? Yes, he threw him in there. But it, it to me, it does seem like an unfair pairing. Well, you know, we discussed early in this recap about how there was he was paired with Devin initially, oh, and then Devin's right. father passed. That's right. That's there right. There was a there was a few changes well, then, that were made with Johnny's pairing, but he is very lucky to have Tony as he, a partner. He, that he, is true. He is. I mean, and it, Shane reminds him of that later in the episode. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm wrong about that. <laughs> You're but, wrong. But I, I'm just trying to find reasons why well, why Johnny exists still. But, I think uh, that you know, I think that we can talk about production favoring Johnny. 
um, in every episode, for sure. But in, in this beginning scene back at the main house of this episode, we do have Zach saying, uh, complaining to the guys, why am I always getting paired with girls? And I found this very interesting because Laurel, um, Laurel Stuckey from Challenge Fame, went on, I wouldn't say a, a Twitter rant, but she did tweet about how, hey, Zach, when you say that, you're talking about me. Uh, someone you were paired with and you were a horrible partner and a horrible teammate and you gassed out on the final and you passed out and you're the reason we lost basically. Mm. Um, so I found that interesting. We also just this, this arc of Zach, you know, I, we have seen him cause we've been watching the challenge. We've seen him call women swamp donkeys. We've seen him say that God created women to serve men. We've seen him say in this episode, why do I always get paired with girls? And yet we've also seen him get a hero's arc over and over again. MTV is giving us a lot of mixed messages about Zach. That takes us to another scene with Kara and Jose and Devon. They're all talking about it. They all seem, they're talking about an alliance. They seem to be bonding. Um, <clears throat> I would say that they are, they seem like they're friends. It seems like a, we see a lot of alliance conversations happening with the rookies. Uh, we'll see one later with Jose and Devon and Johnny. We'll see one with Devon and Ashley. And, and they usually seem strained. This one with Kara feels like people just kind of all talking, um, normally as if they're pals is the right. feeling I got. And Carr says, you guys are killing it. Like you, you're the swing vote. You're killing it. You're coming out of nowhere. Um, and you can tell in this conversation that Kara is like, she is concerned about her own butt. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Anytime anybody praises rookies in one of these shows, if you've ever watched any of these shows, you should know like, well, manipulation is taking place. Nobody gives a shit about how rookies are playing. You know what I mean? It doesn't means nothing. It's just right. we're looking for a vote here. Like I don't care how you're performing. You either vote my way or or don't, and uh, that's how I'm gonna like you. I don't care if you're good. As a matter of fact, I'd prefer if you weren't good because that would that that's a it threat makes my to life me. easier. Yeah, yeah. It's just like you know, it's horseshit. And I and Davon seems to understand this and plays into this a bit. Um, and then Kara says in a interview that she is going to, you know, of course, align with Johnny. Then we see uh, we see a night scene. We see Kara, Johnny, and Tony kind of having a meeting off near a bush in the night. And um, Kara is saying that you know they're talking about who they're going to vote for. And Kara is saying Marie will not say Shane's name. So our team cannot vote for Nelson and Shane. Marie, that is the one name she won't say is Shane. And then Tony is saying, um, Zach won't say my name. He 100% will not say my name. And this alliance with Zach and Tony, this is talked about throughout this episode. And I just want to talk, I, I want to address where it comes from, which is from Vendetta's when Tony had the option to either send Zach into the elimination or send him straight to the finals. Now, the reason why Zach went to the finals is because Tony sent him there basically. And, and, and honestly, Zach is probably the reason Tony didn't get didn't place in the finals. Um, but the reason Tony sent him to the finals is because he was talked into it by Kara and Kayla. So there's this, there's a lot of talk about Tony and Zach and how Tony, you know, saved Zach and got him to the final. But ultimately it was Kara and Kayla's conversation with Tony where they said, we're not going to put Zach in the elimination. Right. And, and everybody's talking now as if they, they, they are like real life best friends. Yeah. They, and I don't know if that's true, but what I can tell you is, 
and I, I and I don't know this for a fact, but um, as things uh, roll out on this episode, it, it becomes more clear to me that Kai, uh, that Kyle, that uh, 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 Zach, what, Zach, uh-huh. and Tony have an agreement for money. Ah, uh, I think they're they've decided that they're going to split money if they win. I really that's an that's an interesting idea. That's I was wondering about that tonight. I was wondering if Amanda and Ashley have an agreement. Because I think that I, I would I would this money is so big. Yeah, that I would I could almost guarantee that almost everybody has a an, a person they said that they're going to share money with if right. they win. So well, Amanda got not to talk about a different season, but um, on Invasion of the Champs, Amanda basically threw an elimination to get Ashley to the final. So we I've we've seen them work together in this way in the past, which made me think I'm I'm fairly certain I've heard that most seasons there are these pacts between people going into these shows. You would and think MTV would have found a way to stomp that out. I think that they do. I think that has a lot to do with like why there isn't the first, second, third a lot. I mean, I, I've heard them. I've seen them try uh. to address things in certain ways. I mean, they're doing everything they can to thwart these people. And from what Nick not- is talking about is there used to be a first, second, third placing so that third place would get some money, second place would get some money, and first place would get some money. And now we know that um, when you win, it's just one person winning everything. Yeah, and and even before that, it was like you can't just cruise in the final. There is a chance you may not win anything in the final, so you have to try to at least not lose. Yeah. And so they've been trying to do stuff like this for a while. I, I, I would put money on. Uh, Zach and uh, Tony having that sort of alliance and 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 deciding to split the money. I I could see that for sure. I just wonder how Zach feels because he keeps being like, "I owe Tony. He put me in the final." And then they're showing this clip of Tony saying, "I want to put Zach in elimination," and Cara and Kayla saying, "No, we're not going to let you do that." And then Tony being like, "Fine," because I think that that I'm pretty sure that clip of Tony, Cara, and Kayla having that conversation aired on MTV while they were filming Final Reckoning. So I don't think Zach had that knowledge previously going into Final Reckoning. Do you see what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, sort of, yeah. Okay, so they're having this night conversation. Um, Tony's saying Zach won't say my name. Cara's saying we can't go after Shane and Nelson. They basically all decide to go after Hunter and Ashley. And then someone calls, oh yeah, Cara calls Ashley poison. I found that interesting. I wrote that down. Yeah. I mean, um, she's pretty toxic in the in these houses. She's she's a drinker who likes to get crazy and scream and yell in people's faces. And yeah, this has been an episode of uh, this has been a season of people drinking and screaming, which yeah. Nick and I were talking off pod about how we're not really fans of. Um, yeah, I love Very triggering. It, <laughs> <laughs> I love these power moves. I love you know Shane and Nelson calling out Brad and Kyle. That makes for great TV. What happens later in this episode in Armageddon makes for great TV. This scream, drunk screaming in people's face is not really uh, great reality television. It's um, kind of boring in some I ways. like it when I know that these two people are about to square up and fight if they are of the uh, same sex. Um, ah. You know, and uh, not to play gender roles here, but I think in this way I'm pretty safe. I don't like to see women drunk screaming in men's faces and vice versa. Uh, especially vice versa. Um, but it um, it just because it just puts everybody in a position of like, Jesus Christ, like, are we going to break this up? Because like, right, we're going to have like some real problems on our hands where a man What's is the gonna, end point here. It's like, are you, are, are, like, I don't want to see people. I don't want to see men attacking women on these shows. Right. And which I, we've seen in the past. We've seen in the past. And it's just like it 
puts everybody in a place where it's just like, oh, this isn't fun anymore. You right. know what I mean? And as much as I like to see men get drunk and fight each other, <laughs> and honestly, women get drunk and fight each other. It just like if that's going to lead to other to like a man and a woman screaming in each other's faces, I just don't want to see that shit. Yeah. And um, I hear you. We get a lot of that on these shows. It's it's it puts me in a weird place where I'm like, it's fun that they're drunk and going crazy. And now it's like a a woman uh, getting like somebody, a man saying something so horrible to a woman, pushing her to the limit while she's drunk and then she pushes him and then now like every all the cast has step in whoa 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 whoa, whoa you know what i mean and yeah. it's like oh no shit this is real now like you know it's like i i just don't want to see anybody be put in that position um that's why bad girls club was so great there were no men around except <laughs> for the you know except for the bouncers that would have to run in there and it was just like you know ladies fight let's do this you couldn't be more right that takes us to the next scene which is at redemption house kaylee and cam are talking about eyebrows i love that this is the this is probably the I most know. wholesome <laughs> thing that happened i love that cam was like those are in- instagram eyebrows yeah <laughs> that's like a that's part of the vernacular they're just they're probably just sitting around doing masks and plucking they're just, eyebrows yeah, they're just, they're just laying on their backs it looks great i want to get in the redemption <laughs> I know, house i know redemption house is like a is like a retreat it seems like it i'd like to try to write the great american novel in the redemption house then we see um kyle and polly having words in the kitchen and this this scene escalated pretty quickly basically polly is upset because he is in the redemption house with his partner natalie basically because he talked to cara marie uh Car Maria. This whole Cara and Marie being paired is say Cara. I, I I basically do now, but mm-hmm. it does um there's like a glitch in my brain from calling her Car Maria for years and then Marie. It's yeah. just it's too much for my little um speech impediment brain. So my brain's really big. It's not little. It's huge, y'all. It's so big. I got the biggest brain in the house. It's huge, y'all. So Polly is saying, you know, it bothers me that I'm in the redemption house all because I talked to a girl. I wasn't even sleeping with her. I wasn't even having anything romantic with her. I was just being friends with a girl that Kyle was saying he didn't even want. So I'm here because of that. And I think that that's bullshit. And Polly, I'm with you. I agree with you. Kyle has been a baby around this car. They've neither, neither car or Kyle have acted in a way that is um, respectable in this situation at all. So Polly's sitting in the kitchen and he just says straight out, I should have just slept with Kara. You know, at least I would have, I should have come into the house single slept with Kara. Um, I would have been in the redemption house and had slept with someone instead of just being in the redemption house, trying to be friends with someone. Polly has been really for the past like four or five episodes, keeping it as real as he can in the two minutes of screen screen time that he gets. Polly is great. He is. He's actually making a fan of me here. I'm and especially this scene because eventually what happens is they start arguing and then there's a pull apart uh, fight happening where uh, you got Kyle screaming like, "Well, what do you want to do? Do you want to go up <laughs> against me in the in the challenge? Or do you want to fight me right now? Huh? I'll fight you right now." Doesn't and, he say like, "Come to my martial arts gym"? No, that's Polly. Polly's like, "I don't give a shit. You want to come to my jujitsu gym and we'll <laughs> fight, man, or we'll do it in the." It's just so funny. I love guys that like talk like, "Let's go to the dojo then." Like, um, I don't Brad know. Brad is pulling Kyle back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brad's like, "Come on, I'm too old for this shit." And then um, Nick looks at me and he says, "You know, I would not put my money on Kyle. I wouldn't." In a in a straight up fight, Paulie and Kyle, it's just everybody. My grandfather told me this, okay? Uh, 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 shout out to Butch. Uh, he, he told me that uh, one time he was at a boxing match and he saw there was this really tall guy 
Um, and he's, and they were, as everybody was leaving this boxing match at like MSG, uh, they were all leaving. There was some sort of a scrap in the audience. And this tall guy was like pushing this like shorter stocky guy. And, uh, the short stocky guy just hauled off and punched the tall guy in the mouth and just knocked him clean out on his, on, on his ass. And he's like, don't ever mess with a short stocky guy. They're, they got a low center of gravity and, uh, they're a smaller target to hit. And just because somebody's tall does not mean that they can fight. If you look at Kyle, he's a lot of tattoos. And this is what Paulie says. He's like, I just don't, he basically says, I don't buy it. He's, he's like a, he's a, he's he's a, a sheep in wolf's yeah. clothing. He's got a lot of tattoos. He's got a bandana on, you know, he's super tall. Um, and he talks a lot of shit. Look at his legs, guys. Those are, those legs are not going to keep a man up. He got little chicken he, legs. He's got little toothpick legs. He, he's not, doesn't have biceps or anything like that. He got like Hulk that. Hogan legs. He's also got <laughs> a lot of, there's a lot of room to punch. There's just, he's a tall guy. And, you know, Paulie is, is a, is a stocky, shorter man who's got something to prove and probably, and with his jujitsu training or whatever, probably could not wait to knock a guy like Kyle out on his ass. Like, and I, I, I just wouldn't want to fight Paulie, I don't think. I agree. That takes us to a commercial break, which takes us right back into the Redemption House. Now, at this point, Paulie and Kyle are screaming at each other. At some point during all of this, we get a interview with Kyle where he is saying, you know what? I'm going to fuck Paulie's girlfriend, which is so crazy <laughs> because now. Maybe I'll try to fuck her. <laughs> now, Paulie's girlfriend is Kara. So that's an interesting little yeah. twist right there. I bet at the you Paulie, when he was watching that episode, was cat. Yeah, he I mean, should be. It was yeah. it was it was fun, a funny episode. Um, well, that scene. Well, was no, funny. I mean it's cackling because he's probably sitting there with Kara. Exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like you know, it's not as rude as I'm gonna go fuck your girlfriend, but it is like, well, the girl that you were fighting over is now hanging out with me. A hundred percent. And we have like a real relationship. At least it looks like that on social media, which brings <laughs> us to the main house where Nelson and Davon, um, they are. Getting close. I enjoyed this scene. They learned that they are grew up in the same neighborhood, <laughs> on the up, same street, went to the same school. They grew up on the sa- around the block from one another. Went to the same elementary, middle, and high school. Just found this out. Episode fourteen. And this just it's goes like, to show you that people are keeping to themselves in this house. Yeah. It's not. It's not all. It's not all fun and games. People aren't hanging out and being super social. There's a lot of ostracizing happening in the house. And Nelson and Davon are just learning now that they have a similar background. I mean, very similar background. And they're like, we have to look out for each other um, because of this. You know, like we're bonded by this. And Nick is saying, how do they not know they went to school together? I think that Davon is in her early. 30s and I think that Nelson is in his mid-20s I think yeah. we're looking at like a seven-year age gap they missed, here they missed each other yeah. yeah um so you know this is sort of one of those by the way Davon does not look like she's in her early 30s she looks like she's in her early 20s she looks great when I when I was like boy how did this happen I was like you know what I told Ashley we were watching this I was like Davon must be really young. And then yeah. you were like, actually, I think it's the opposite. And I, I think was like, it is. Ooh. Because I think she has like a eight-year-old, seven-year-old kid. Right. That does not mean That doesn't anything. mean anything. You're but right. But she just, I mean, Davon in the face area, yeah. she looks like she's like 19 years old. She's yeah. like super young looking. She's very youthful. So kudos to Davon keeping it youthful. Yeah. Um, I will say, though, that she has the self-awareness of a woman. Oh, yeah, definitely. She doesn't talk like a 22-year-old. I'll tell you that. So then we go to a scene with uh, Johnny, and he's talking to Davon and Jose. And this is a scene where they are making some deals. Um, You know, Johnny is saying Shane and Nelson are on our radar. 
Um, when, when they leave, Oh, Davon tells Johnny Nelson wants to work with me. I found this interesting after we just saw Nelson and Davon bond over what seems to be a real alliance coming from the same neighborhood, same block, same background. To me, if I was in that situation, that has more merit than being on a challenge with someone in the past. Shane. Yeah. They Shane hate is Shane. the issue. I Shane. mean, she, he's been treating her like shit since episode three or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He can't, they can't trust Shane. Also, let's not forget who's got the original vendetta against Shane, Jose. It's not the original, but like they hated each other on the previous season that they worked with each other. I don't think that's true. I think they liked each other. I think that they had a friendship coming into this because on Champs versus Stars season three on the reunion, yeah. Shane says to Jose, you were my friend. I was looking out for you in the final reckoning house. You know that I was telling people to look out for you. Our side was trying to protect you the best that we could. So something happening in the final reckoning house. I don't think it happened on Champs versus Stars, but let's not get too into that let's move on and just say that this conversation with johnny and davon and jose is not comfortable this doesn't feel the same as it did with Kara. it feels more businessy it doesn't feel like friends chatting and then johnny walks away johnny walks away and he says davon says we just made a deal with the devil and jose said we didn't make a deal with anyone we were just observing and i really appreciated jose's cool cool as a cucumber attitude um, or his, what is what he was really doing was he was going, I will lie to anybody's face and say that I'm I'm going to work with them. It's going to save us. You know what I mean? So we're our word doesn't mean shit, basically, um, which is kind of how you have to play in this game. So that takes us to a scene outside in the dark where Tony, Zach and Johnny are talking. And, um, you know, Tony and Johnny are talking to Zach. It's clear from this that Tony and Johnny have been talking to Zach about how much they hate Amanda this whole time, which has got to be hard for everyone. You know, that's got to be hard for Zach when your friends are constantly saying they hate your partner. It would devalue your partner. It would make you not want to listen to your partner. It's got to be hard for Amanda where her partner is just constantly getting bad, um, you know, bad, bad vibes about them and their ear. This is an excellent manipulation technique on Johnny Banana's part. Ultimately, I think at the end of the day, all everything that happens in this episode could be t- could be you know pinned on Johnny driving a wedge between Zach and Amanda by constantly degrading Amanda in Zach's ear. If it was really happening, happening though, don't you think that would be a plot line though? No, I don't. Okay. I think so much is being left out of this um, season, and and we know that because of Twitter. That I don't think I think people are picking and choosing plot lines, and I don't think this season they're picking any plot lines that make Johnny look bad. Okay. So far, Johnny has been painted as an underdog. You yourself started this episode saying you feel bad for him. I feel bad for him. Words I never thought would come out of your mouth. Well, you know me. I, I'm not like the. I'm not against Johnny. Yeah, I'm not against Johnny either. I think he brings a lot to television. I think he's a, an incredible villain. He adds so much to the challenge. I would never say I feel. He's sorry also for our him. connection to what I call the heyday of the challenge, which is you know around Rivals One. He's a bridge, you know, and it's like if there ever were to be a West coming back in the main house, or you know, you know, God forbid, uh, you know, a, a Kenny coming back in the house, at least there'd be somebody for him to have some sort of vendetta and or partner with you know because that's the problem all these guys that we want on the show and gals to come back 
It's just like they'd be out of place. It would be like I'm, you know, they'd have to go through the Brad slash Shane thing where they come back and they're like, they need three seasons to sort of establish their new storylines with people in order to make it interesting to watch. Um, that's because there's nobody on the show that they have connections to. So you God. need these people around to have connections to bring back the old people. How dare Wes not do shows anymore? He would be so good. We got a little clip of Wes in, in a playback of an episode this season. I mean, this episode. And I was, uh, I would just love him to be in the house. He's He had so much to a challenge house. So Tony, Zach, and Johnny, they're talking <clears throat> about Amanda. And then um, Amanda and Ashley, they just come out yelling and smoking. This is a big just whirlwind of a scene where Amanda and Ashley are like, you know, they're, they're intense. They're like, L- stop talking to him. Stop feeding him lies about us. Stop trying to manipulate him. Um, and, you know, Ashley says, Tony and Johnny are parasites. They will get in your head. They will manipulate you. Zach is talking to Amanda and Tony is like, you know, it, Zach is saying like, Tony will never say my name. And Amanda's saying, Tony will vote you in. He voted in his idol. Meanwhile, Johnny and Tony are on the balcony listening to all of this. It, 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 this episode <laughs> stressed me out. And this is one of the scenes that stressed me out. I felt the panic in every person in this scene. Everyone is feeling panicked. Um, Zach and Amanda are then they're trying to talk about it. Amanda is saying like, you know, my team, her alliance, they're the reason we're here. We have the numbers. We're in charge of this game. Like, can't you just go with that? Like, we are winning. We have the numbers. Like, why do you have to, why are you fighting a losing battle for this other alliance that ultimately wouldn't have your back in the way that um, I'm going to have your back as your partner and my side has had our back. And then Joss says like, yeah, you need to come in inside to Zach and then Zach says you need to get your whore girlfriend inside yeah that was tough (sighs) and also Joss like what a lame ass dude like unless unless they didn't show it but like it really was said to Joss um get your whore girlfriend inside as a like a joke like it was just like you know I call women whores and I'm just kind of teasing you and like you know because like he when he said get your whore girlfriend inside he like kind of was, you know, kind of snickering, and also he's like, "All right, I'll I'll go in." Like, you know what I mean? It was just kind of like a, uh, kind of like a flip comment. You know what I mean? And uh, just no reaction. You know, it, it's just like just like defend her in a, on television and and kind of say don't don't use that language and stuff like that. It's I, it's. I... I don't know, Joss, man. What a fucking. Uh, Let's cement. not pin this on Joss for not sticking. No, up no, for... no. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna make a, a separate comment. Okay. What a what a fucking just cement brick on this show. Nothing, nothing all season. Yeah, he's him not and really his partner brain. could very much not be on this show, and it doesn't really matter. It really doesn't matter. They don't. They've not shown them at all, and it does seem like next next episode we get to see Sylvia do something finally. But it's just like, what the fuck are they doing? What is Joss doing in this house that he's not being featured at all? That takes us to a commercial break. And then when the next scene is back at the main house and uh, Davon approaches Ashley to talk about game. And um, Ashley is like, you know what? I, I think we're, we're going for Johnny and Tony. And then she's like, in an interview, she's like, it's kind of weird that Davon was talking to me about game strategy, but, you know, to each their own. She hasn't talked to me all, all this whole time, but I... I, I, she's talking to me now and that's what we're going to do. And I'm going to tell her what we're going to do. And, and then that takes us straight into nominations. Um, TJ reminds us that Amanda and Zach have the power vote. Their vote counts as twice. Amanda and Zach 
go in to decide who they're going to vote for. They vote for Jose and Davon, obviously, uh, the team that the only team in the house they don't have an alliance with. Shane and Nelson go in. They vote for Tony and Bananas. Sylvia and Joss. Tony and Bananas. Ashley and Hunter. Tony and Bananas. Kara and Marie. Ashley and Hunter. Johnny and Tony. Ashley and Hunter. This brings Jose and Davon's vote uh, to the, to the last vote. They are the last vote. If they vote for Ashley and Hunter, that means this game will be tied up. If they vote for Tony and Bananas, that means they will be going into the elimination. Who will they vote for? We have to find out after the break. That takes us straight to Armageddon. We are going to find out who got the most votes. And it turns out it's a tie. Bananas and Tony and um, Ashley and Hunter. Wow. Which means, of course, that Davon and Jose voted in Ashley and Hunter. Is this a surprise to you? Uh, it kind of was. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, you know, Davon and Jose have brought a lot of fun energy to this season. And to see them align with Johnny Bananas, to see them align with the old guard, feels like a real scared move, feels weak. And it j- honestly just doesn't, you know, I, I wouldn't see them wanting to align with, the, you know, the Lavender Ladies either. I understand not wanting to align with either side. But just being, going with like, well, we, we'll just go with what all always works just is kind of a bummer to me you know i mean it does i mean i i think they just don't like shane like i I think they don't they don't trust the lavender ladies and i honestly think the manipulation on the lavender ladies side um is has scared off the jose davon vote um and the way that johnny approached it and i mentioned it before I like the way he approached it. It was very much like, I'm not going to get involved in like, hey, you know, you're really cool. And I think you're just like a cool person. Like like Cara you know, did. Like Cara and even Nelson, you know, Nelson did it this way where it was just like, hey, you want to be my friend? Like all of a sudden, like we should stick together. It wasn't like an emotional manipulative move. It was like, listen, he was like, I, you guys are playing all right. Like we need people on our team. Like I'll, I'll, I need your vote and I don't want to vote you in. You're nowhere near a, a threat to me. And he even was like, just tell me stuff. I'm on a need to know basis. Like I don't need to get involved in every little bit, but like, if you want, we're here, yada, yada, yada. Kind of was way more laid back about it. It was a pro move on a manipulation, uh, in the manipulation sense to where it felt like, he was giving, he was like, listen, I'd love to work with you. If that's not how it's going to work, then okay. But like, that's how we're doing it. And we can go back to our corners of the house. And it did seem way more laid back as if Davon was like, well, okay, this seems like more of a partnership rather than you needing my vote and yada, yada, yada. I don't know. From what they showed, it just seemed like a more above board move. I see that. So now that it's tied up, Zach and Amanda have the power vote and they have to decide who is going to go in based on this tie. Zach says, I can't say Johnny's name. I can't say Tony's name. And Amanda says, I can't say Ashley's name. So Zach immediate TJ says, who's going to go in Zach and Amanda. Is it going to be bananas and Tony or, um, Ashley and Hunter and Zach says Ashley and Hunter and Amanda goes no it's gonna be Tony or Johnny then there goes to be like a little bit back and forth um TJ is like you guys gotta decide or you're going in Amanda is like looking to Zach to talk and then Zach says we're going in and he steps down Amanda looks shocked I would be too obviously she's uh they're all dressed in their regular clothes 
and it seemed as if they were about to talk. It seemed like they were having like a, it looked like, you would think that they would have a conversation before deciding to throw themselves in, but that is not the case. Zach decides to go in. Joss says, I can't believe he's risking a million dollars. Then we have a commercial break. When we come back, um, Ashley is saying, I should speak up. I should say, we'll take their place. But all I can see is a million dollars. And then Zach says, I'm going to ride or die for Tony. I can't believe for one second that Tony would do the same for Zach. Um, Shane is saying that Zach is, in an interview, Shane says, Zach is toxic masculinity. Um, This is a man who is upset that he didn't get his way. And he's basically throwing a fit. And instead of talking about it with his, his partner, he's just throwing them both in. Now, I did watch a live with Amanda um, after the show that I'm not going to talk much about. I think she saved it. You can go to her Instagram if you want to watch it. But she did say that Zach uh, was really unhappy this season and he, he didn't feel like he had that many friends in the house. You know, Jenna went home early. And so he was constantly saying that he wanted to go home and was it was constantly threatening to go home. So I don't think that she was um, as shocked necessarily as the viewers that he would be willing to risk that and let's let's also uh throw in the fact that uh they he probably has a deal with tony and so with like being like i don't even really want to be here yeah it looks like tony and johnny have this in the bag in some way you know i can't count those two out uh i'm just gonna throw my money on tony and throw myself in here because uh i don't really want to be here in the first place now that seems like a very foolish move to me just because you know i could see saying like i'm gonna put my money on tony and johnny because of their track record but they are outnumbered in the house by an alliance and as we know the most important thing in winning the challenge is numbers you know you've got to have the numbers of people on your side and in order to do that your alliance needs to be the strongest and right now amanda's alliance is the strongest in the house um um, Zach and Amanda, they step down to stand next to TJ. Zach, uh, TJ says you can pick whoever you want to go up against. Um, they pick Davon and Jose. Once again, of course they do because they don't have an alliance with them, with either of those people. Now, it should be said that immediately when given the choice, uh, Zach looks at Amanda and says, Joss and Sylvia. Which is insane. I know. Isn't that crazy? It's insane. Because they are in there because Amanda wasn't going to vote for her alliance. I, I know. Was, now she's going to vote. She's going to vote in her boyfriend it, and a member it, of her alliance. I know. It's, it was like, and there was no thought about it. It was like Joss and Sylvia. It was and, like the and, stupidest and Amanda, thing. Amanda like literally was like stu- stuttered by it. What? what? No. What are you, what are you doing? Uh, come on. Joss, uh, Joss and Sylvia. No, I'm not doing that. All right, fine. <laughs> Dave, like, listen, there has been a storyline this season about Zach and Amanda throwing Davon and Jose in every chance they get. They've done it like five yeah. times. Can I can I give in what I think happened here? Yeah. I think it was a, uh, more of the tantrum that he was Kyle was pulling. He was like, I'm still going to be an Zach. asshole. Uh, Zach. I keep wanting to call him Kyle. Uh, Zach was pulling. He was just like, uh, yeah. And then uh, I'm also going to say, let's throw in your boyfriend, too. And it's just like, I threw us <laughs> in. Let's throw your boyfriend in, too. It was like more of like, let's just burn it down yeah. type thing. Also, I think Zach knows how things are perceived on television and wants to have the heroic move of taking out a tough man 
in this competition mm. and doesn't want to look like I'm picking off bottom of the barrel people because I'm a big, strong man. Right. So he's like, I'm going to choose somebody that's that's tough, knowing that she is not going to agree to that. And then on TV, he can go like, well, I wanted to pick a stronger team, but, you know, my partner wanted to pick this, the weak team. So mm. I had to at least go with her. Like, you know what I mean? I couldn't do it, guys. You saw me like I wasn't trying to go against, you know, a, a weaker team, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, I was trying to go against Joss. You know, he's a big, strong guy. But but of course, for some reason, I couldn't do it. It's like, yeah, it's a safe bet to say that it's her, her fucking it's boyfriend. Her boyfriend and Sylvia, and, who's in her alliance. Yeah, and it seems as though Sylvia is like one of the heads of the alliance there, too. So it it was just a safe move to make himself seem more masculine when he knew that eventually they'd be going up against Davon and Jose. Yeah, I see that. That's a good That's a good theory. Because how quick he folded on it. Yeah. Like, he did not fold at all during the Tony thing. And then it was just like... He just turned to Amanda. Okay, you guys can choose. You know, TJ, you guys go. Choose who you're going to. He turns to Amanda. Joss and Sylvia. She looks at him like, what? No. He's like, Joss and Sylvia. No. Well, I tried. Who are we going <laughs> with? Davon and Jose? Well, I guess I have to. You know what I mean? It was... It's just an easy way to, it's an easy cop out. I will say that um, no one looked good this episode. I, I didn't have, I, I didn't, you know, I, I wish that I could say I was on someone's side in all of this, and I'm just not. And that is unfortunate because um, it feels like their lines are being drawn in the sand throughout this episode and it feels like there should be a good versus bad uh, uh underdog versus you know bully situation happening and no one no one came out of this episode looking good um and then this next scene is they pick Davon. Davon comes down there. She has, um, I, I wouldn't call it a meltdown, but I will say that she calls everyone out. She calls Ashley Mitchell a bitch like three times, which I was pretty shocked by because Shane had called her a bitch four, maybe four or five episodes ago. And then her reaction to that um, on social media was so intense that I got the impression that that was just a, a never say word for her because mm -hmm. she was so um, upset about it. So I, I, I think most of the people who follow her on social media got that impression that was just a word you don't say to her or she doesn't say. But she called Ashley Mitchell a bitch so many times. Yeah, and then she called Hunter a bitch. She calls calling <laughs> everybody a bitch. Like, Every you're a you're even a bigger bitch. <laughs> Everybody's been called a bitch this season, and I'm kind of sick of the word. Um, yeah, and honestly, Davon's uh, was throwing an emotional tantrum, and it was just like you know, he was like I can't handle being thrown in because you think I'm weak and like a cryy sort of tan. And it was like, you're making yourself look bad on this show. This is how this show goes. And, and you're not going to get any sympathy from viewers or from people on the challenge. Wrong. You were wrong about this. I That is how I felt yeah. as someone who has watched the challenge and seen multiple episodes and just know, I know the game involves alliances. If you don't have alliances, you're going in yeah. to eliminations. And if you're a rookie, you're going into eliminations. Not 100% necessarily true. I mean, people have, rookies have made it through um, to the finals. Cam made it to the finals. She went through a couple of eliminate went through a few eliminations for sure. But rookies do make alliances. Tori Deal made so many alliances. Her rookie season, she made it to the final people it's 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 not a, a lot of it has to do with being a rookie but it's because you don't have alliances sure. now damien bellino past guest 
texting me about it. I think this Devon talk really got to him. And he was like, he agreed with her. He felt it was right. It's a, and it's because it's the first time he's ever watched a challenge. So her teary-eyed speech really pulled on his heartstrings. And I'm sitting back as a challenge watcher veteran being like, give me a break. Just like learn the game. You fucked up, Devon. You fucked up. You should have gone with the Shane Nelson. Well, here's the thing. Wasn't the numbers against them? If they would have gone with the Shane Nelson vote uh, that went, voted the other way, wouldn't they have been thrown in numbers-wise? What do you mean? Like, wasn't really the voting with Johnny a preservation vote because that evened up the, the thing and made it? No. It if wasn't? they had gone with um, what they had, if they had gone with the Lavender Ladies and Shane Nelson, they would have voted for Johnny and Bananas. There wouldn't have been a tie, which means that Ashley um, and Hunter would have been safe. Johnny and Tony would have gone immediately into Armageddon and Corey and Devin would have come in there and yeah, fought they them didn't as know, They didn't know about that though. So, and spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. It's okay. Um, so, Let's all right. Yeah, whatever. I mean, I just didn't... I, I, from pers- a person who's seen seen every episode of the challenge ever, um, it, it to me, it was just kind of like, uh, guys, like, this is how it goes. This is how know? it goes. And, and, and you know, you'll, you, you've made enough of an impact, and they honestly need your voices on this show. I was thinking about this the entire and time. you did not make an alliance. You only aligned yourself with Big Brother people. You made yeah. that clear. When it came down to you pulling the double cross, you said to Faith and Angela, the only team you actually made an alliance with that wasn't part of Big Brother, you said, I know we have an alliance, but ultimately my our Big Brother comes first. Sure. Our Big Brother alliance comes first. So you have an outside alliance you brought into the house. It's not like you're a brand new rookie that's coming in here and has no alliance to anyone. You actually have a very strong alliance with Polly and Natalie, which means you have an alliance with Kara and Marie. So it's like, you know what? I don't know. I found this talk to just be, I didn't, I wasn't moved by it. And I just was like, can we move on? Which is what we're going to do in this podcast right now. So TJ says, um, you're not playing each other, Davon and Jose and Zach and Amanda, because you're playing them. And then the mercenaries walk out and they are Corey and Devin. I get very excited. TJ desperately tries to explain how Corey and Devin have some sort of a vendetta. He's like, oh, you might remember that Corey threw in Devin. Six and a half seasons ago, uh, (laughs) there was a move in which nobody really gave a shit about. Yeah. And uh, and that's how their vendetta is. And everyone's just like okay whatever it's like a four storyline Devin so wait so are we to believe then that Tony and and Corey would have been the mercenaries coming in uh if Devin didn't have a family emergency and have to go home and that Tony would have been a mercenary and coming in with Corey at the end of this show um, do they have a vendetta? They have a big vendetta. Yeah. I yeah. Th- so is that what we are to believe? Or Maybe. W- I, I think now, so. Now, this goes back to that information that we discussed on the first episode of this, our recap this season, because there's something else with Devin and Corey being Johnny's partner. I think maybe Corey was then flown in, and then he had a reason why it didn't oh. work out. There's some sort of information here that we don't know about. Um, so I would say it's pretty, I would say it's a good bet for us not to try and guess what's going on, because I know there's a lot of external forces at yeah. work here. 
here. So um, TJ forces the storyline. Devin says in his interview, uh, my name is Devin and I'm the guy who sent Johnny home. I love that Devin sent Johnny home. I love that Devin gets under Johnny's skin. I love that Devin's in the house. And Corey gets on there. He immediately starts talking about his little girl. He's like, um, I'm Corey and I'm the father of Ryder. And then that's pretty much Corey's introduction to the show. And TJ says, these guys, you know, it's late in the season and I'm not an asshole. So these guys don't just have to beat one team to get in the house. They have to beat both teams to get into the house and they have to do it in a, um, an elimination that where you are shaking medallions off of a rope. There is no equalizer here for the man and girl, man and woman teams versus the man and man teams. In the past, we have seen them add an equalizer to make these eliminations fair. You might remember the uh, classic Cam and Kaylee versus Polly and Natalie, where Polly's uh, bungee cord was so short he was having to crawl on the floor and Cam could easily stand next to the cage. You might remember that. That elimination, this elimination has no equalizer, which we will see play a big factor. So basically, there is a uh, a rope with a bunch of medallions. You gotta you gotta hang on that rope, shake that rope, knock off those nine medallions, jump on the rope, etc., etc. So um, Ashley, then we see like an interview with Ashley and Hunter. They seem shook. Ashley is upset. She's like, Amanda just saved my ass, and now her ass is on the line. Um, and I, you can tell that Ashley and Hunter feel very guilty for not jumping in and saying, no, TJ, take us instead. Um, but you know what? Who else didn't do that? Tony and Johnny. Um, immediately in this elimination, it's Zach and Amanda first versus Corey and Devin. Immediately, Zach gets popped in the face. Yeah, a medallion hits him in the eye slash nose. Starts bleeding. Starts bleeding. He looks shook. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, you don't if you get if you ever get hit in the face, it's just like especially in the nose, your eyes start watering. I mean, it's yeah. tough to compete afterwards. It hurts. Um, he managed to get back up there. He was doing a good job. Amanda and Zach are winning. Um, it's like at one point they have seven out of the nine medallions right. wa- n- so, marked off, and so Devin and Corey only have like three. Basically, they figure out, um, and I I think somebody else as a lot of a lot of these challenges because the rest of the uh, uh, competitors are watching and allowed to scream tactics um, uh, and uh, somebody yells just jump on the rope uh, instead jump and snap the rope back don't just hang on it and shake it that's not working so then once that cat is out of the bag this competition speeds up very quickly yeah um, and it's just both competitors on either side jumping on the rope snapping it back using the tension to see if they can uh, snap the medallions off and honestly it goes from people wiggling one medallion off to Zach jumping on the rope snapping it and like six medallions fly off at once so it's like oh shit this is how we got to play this game I mean Nick's exaggerating with the six medallions but that's the basic idea Um, I mean it it was a lot and and then you got uh, you got Corey and Devin seeing that this tactic and going oh shit let's start doing this yeah and they start doing it and then now it's down to like two medallions uh eventually it goes down to um zach and amanda have one medallion hanging it happens to be on amanda's side who's closest to her and she you know zach cannot use his weight to get it off and amanda weighs says she weighs 110 pounds and it's just not working uh cory and devin both heavier uh people uh, able to come back way back from the behind and actually knock all their medallions off with a huge come from behind victory and uh they send uh zach and amanda to the redemption house that's right zach and amanda lose and um i'm just gonna go ahead and and 
fast forward through the next one, which is Jose and Devon, because I want to touch on this medallion. So then Jose, Jose and Devon go up against Corey and Devin, and Jose and Devon also lose. And it's because of the same medallion. It is the medallion closest to the female competitor. Now, there was on the same rope, same medallion, both times they can't knock them off. Now in the Amanda and Zach uh, competition during this happened, you actually see Amanda's foot kick the medallion. She hops on it so hard, hops on the rope so hard. The medallion stays on. Now there is a lot of talk um, I saw last night and on, on different social media outlets about how this had to have been rigged because the medallion was like flipping over and fly and getting kicked and uh, the same medallion for both teams could not get knocked off. How this was a uh, clear rigging from production to get Corey and Devin in the house to advance this Johnny as an underdog storyline. Um, now I was having dinner with uh, someone who had worked on, are you the one season one? And they were say recently, and they were saying that the amount of double checking they had to do, it was so rigorous for the challenges, for the numbers um, of the seating, because it is classified as a competition game. And so a game show. So if you have a competition game like this where you can win money, it's classified as a game show. And there's some sort of like extreme... Um, Crazy rules and regulations. I've worked yeah. in television where we had to give away <coughs> um, money and you cannot fuck around. Lawyers have to be present you on the set. You can't rig it. You cannot rig it. I mean, watch the show Quiz Show. I mean, this is where these rules came from. I mean, there are federal laws against uh, rigging um, game shows where you give give away money. Yeah. I, and, and honestly, it's a certain amount of money. If you're giving like, uh, you know, 60 bucks to a person on the street to play a this or that game, like Billy on the Street style, yeah. I, I don't think it really matters. If you give like over $600, I think... Um, it, I don't, don't quote me on that, but you, all of a sudden you fall into this thing where you can not go against the rules or like you, you could, you could serve some time, you know I mean? It's it like, just, uh, it, I don't know if that's the truth, but lawyers have to be present when they do these things. It's so strenuous. The, um, oh, the, the checking, the, the monitoring of all of this, it's so, it's almost impossible to rig it. So what I was thinking is that it has to do something with body weight. And that's why the two females could not get the one closest to them. There's gotta be like a physics thing, you know, with the rope. Well, yeah. Well, you gotta think the slack in the rope is in the middle. Yeah. Right, so that's where you're going to get the most jostle, the whip. the the biggest torque, the biggest yeah. whip. Yeah. The closest you are, closer you are to the end of the rope, it's yeah. just not going to move around a lot. And if you don't have enough strength or weight to bring your end of the rope down far enough to get that snap to get it off, it's just not going to go. I mean, if this thing is rigged at all, it's because there was no, um, it was because of the body weight issue. And that's like, how could this possibly be fair? This this man, uh, woman going up against a man, man team. Like, isn't that, doesn't that violate some sort of game show rules? Because there is, they say like, oh, well, we make it, we, we make it easier or we, we put different, um, what is the word that they use when they change it for a man, woman team versus. I don't know, a, but, but here's the thing. They never said that on, on the show they, they have, did they have not when, stated this on the 100%, show 100 percent, they did nick in the beginning when two females would go up against a, a man and a woman they did that they say we we will change the game we change the elimination we make it so that it's fair i don't remember this i don't remember this i don't remember them stays tj ever saying that it's called an equalizer and they talked about it at the beginning of the show 
I doubt it. So Corey and Devin beat Zach and Amanda and Davon and Jose. Corey and Devin are going into the house. Uh, Marie says this is huge. Um, you know, Zach and Amanda were the team to beat. They were going to win this. They were in position to win this. They had the alliance of the majority of the house, and they were the strongest team. And then Zach is saying, you know, that's her lesson. I taught her a lesson as if he is her father. Um, Shane, this whole, after this elimination, it just really becomes a whole shit show of everyone screaming at each other. Shane is telling Johnny, the only reason you're still here is because people like Tony, Ashley and Hunter again, look so upset. I mean, I, you, you can really feel their, um, you know, how you can really feel how upset they are. I feel like in this scene, um, Johnny starts screaming at everyone. You know, it's just, it, it's too much. TJ says, Amanda and Zach, Jose and Davon, you are going to the redemption house. Um, Joss is sad to see Amanda go. Zach says, Amanda needs to realize this is the biggest mistake she's made in her short, awful life. Actually, Zach, you were the one that put your team in. You were the one that volunteered to step down. You were the one that decided not to work with your partner. Um, you could have talked about it a little bit more. I bet if you had discussed it, you might have gotten Amanda to um, bend. You could have at least waited until TJ or production said you had to go down. Instead, you volunteered to go down. That was your choice. So you saying Amanda needs to realize this is the biggest mistake she's ever made in her short, awful life. I just thought was crappy. Kara and Tony are shook that Devin and Corey are in the house. This is good for the Young Bucks slash the Lavender Ladies. And then we end this episode on an interview with Sylvia saying this whole ser- this whole season is insane and we're all going to need therapy after this. Sylvia, yes. Ashley Brooke Roberts here. I also need therapy after this episode especially. Um... That's it, guys. That's it. That's what the a end. what a what a trying episode. Um, and next episode seems like it's going to be crazier. I mean, they showed two weeks ago a preview of uh, Tony getting slammed on his head. That was not happening this episode. So I'm, I assume it's happening in the next. Sylvia episode. Betts uh, headbutts a blonde woman. I'm guessing it's Marie, yeah, since I can't imagine her headbutting Ashley. Yeah, it's crazy. So um, I can't wait for next episode. <sighs> I'm. Not, you know what, Nick? I am not. I'm getting exhausted from this show. Last night exhausted me. I don't, I, I, I'm not, I don't know who to root for. I'm finding this, uh, it is, it's making great television. Sure, I'll give it that. This Zach and Amanda thing, great television. Zach going down there, volunteering himself. I mean, this is, you know, this is the height of entertainment on the challenge. But the fact that everyone is unlikable in this situation, the fact that uh, I don't have anyone to really pull for at this point in the game, it's, and then I'm just watching unlikable people fight with each other. It's getting, it's getting sort of taxing. And um, I'm feeling like I need to take a break from the challenge. What do you think about that? I hate it. You guys, email us at realityblowspodcast at gmail.com. Tweet us at realityblowspod. You can find me on Twitter at Ashley B. Roberts. And you can find Nick on Instagram at Nick Maritato. That's M-A-R-I-T-A-T-O. As always, please rate us five stars on the Apple Podcast app. Thank you so much for listening. And may the TJ be sending in your team, but not not my team. Nice. And uh, <laughs> go Pauly. Pauly's, Pauly's not my new fave. Let's, let's see him. That's who I'm pulling for. Bye.